0: and welcome to the Wheel of Time Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined by my friend, Michael Wifford. Hey, guys! So, it feels like forever since we've been back here, because it's been two weeks so since normal. Mike and I have done a recording. <laughs> so, forgive us if we're a little rusty, but we're jumping in here. Um, so, today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going over what we know about Season 2 so far, as far as casting decisions, as far as... Um, new additions to the cast, and recurring casts that we will be continuing to see. And we're also going to go over some Twitter questions or Twitter feedback, I guess, however you want to call that. But before I do that, just a friendly reminder, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can email us at rewind at gmail.com. Or if you're on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, we are at WOTRewind. Tag us. Mention us in things, send us your theories, send us your thoughts on the show, or your the books, because we're about to dive back into book-reading season, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, without further ado, Mike, let's kick off with some Twitter feedback first.
1: Yeah, and just to add on, um, our next episode is going to be predictions and spoiler talk, like kind of the big things we think are going to happen in Season 2. Just very broad right now, because obviously we don't have tons and tons of information but it's going to be uh kind of our theories for what's going to happen we've already gotten a couple on twitter and so if you want to share those predictions with us as well i'm not reading them until after i've made mine finished writing mine yes (laughs) uh so i apologize if i don't respond to you i'm just doing it because i don't want to see yours and let that influence anything i think exactly uh, go in with my own thoughts uh but that being said, we do have some responses on Twitter, and we have an email I had to get back to as well. Ooh, fun. And I know it's been a little bit, uh, but we'll try to get through this. So we're going to start over here on Twitter. Uh, the Reanimated Podcast uh, sent a response to us, which was so great. So uh, they talked about – they were responding about Episode 8 and kind of talking about that. And so I'll just read read through this. His point was that um, they he wished that the green man and <laughs> –
0: how are you going to say kinda,
1: these? The <laughs> two kind of janky Forsaken, Aganor and Balth- Balth- Balthamal, thank you, were so iconic. The Green Man was the conduit to the past, and even though they aren't featured all that much in the books, they're just a really cool part of the lore, in their opinion. The two Forsaken are good as low-level boss fight villains, which worked well to reveal Rand's power and hint at the weakening of the Dark One's prison. For some reason, those scenario scenes in the book stayed with them all over, uh, like, over all the years. And he said thank you to us. Uh, and he agreed with a lot of what we said as well. I have to start off by just saying, and we, uh, just saying that after reading the books, this is something, every time I reread the first book, I remember. I know at the end, I'm gonna, I'm like, isn't there that one forsaken? <laughs> like, mummy looking forsaken? Like, mummy-looking forsaken? Um and the green and the green man. Like I do remember the green man, even though he he is only really in this book, and then they're kind of mentioned in another book, you know? Yeah. They're not really they don't have a big big part, and the green man seemed like a, a character, like a very specific character, but at the same time you realize later on that he he's a species. a species. Yeah. And that's really neat and such an interesting part of the lore that
0: has been lost in the show adaptation. But what are your thoughts, Dylan? So I just want to say I agree because there's some really cool scenes at the end of Eye of the World, especially involving the Green Man and him taking on one of the Forsaken, yeah,
1: which is really pretty cool.
0: sweet. So the Green Man are there, he's basically like a giant Ent, basically um, a little bit different, but they're like a, they're called like the Nim or whatever. Am I am I off base in that? I don't remember the. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they're like <laughs> a whole like green men. Yeah, the whole like species of basically mystical beings, not really involved in the main continuity it's... in uh, in the Wheel of Time here, but still fun. And I mm-hmm. thought it was a good thing in the book to include a, a low level boss fight against Agnor and Balthamel because that way it's not just Rand going out there showing himself to be the equal with no training against, like, a Shamael or against the Dark One right off the bat. It was against a low-level boss. And then after that practice, he went on to go and fight a a Shamael.
1: Yeah, and he had to use the Eye of the World, which was this huge tankard of power, basically. Just pure one power. And he used that all up to defeat them.
0: Right, and and so. yeah, Alex, And I think that actually leads really nicely into the next email or Twitter feedback piece that we got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so this was from Matt Scoot. Um, I think last time I said Matt Scott, and I was thinking like Michael Scott Paper Company, you know, <laughs> the office. So apologies, Matt. Uh, that's my fault. <laughs> if you haven't learned from now, apparently I'm just like really bad, really, <laughs> really bad with names. Uh, my students yell at me all the time. My main prediction is that we get Celine, meaning, oh, sugar. I don't want to read. Sorry, I don't want to read the. I'm I'm scrolling up. (laughs) Block that up. Block that up. Oh, oh, gosh. Okay. Uh (laughs) So he ranked his episodes. Uh, He said three was his favorite, which I think we both really enjoyed three. Yep. Me, or I think.
0: You had it higher, didn't you? Wasn't that your highest? Yeah, I had it higher.
1: Yeah. And then. 1 in 8 was his least favorite, so, hey, I feel <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, Rafi. Anyway, happy birthday, Rafi. We, we appreciate that you brought our beloved tale to the screen. Um, but maybe let others. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Getting back, really to likes, getting back to Matt Scoot's question. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Honestly, uh, he, he said... One and eight were his least favorite, and the other one's somewhere in between, which is, you know, pretty fair. Honestly, the only characters I even connected with were Matt, Fane, and Valda. They were... I, I mean, Matt, Fane, and Valda were fabulous. Matt was, like, honestly, the actor did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, all the casting really did an ex- excellent job. Yeah. The show does an excellent job of casting, which is what, really, literally what he just says. But the writing and CGI leave much to be desired. Personally, I didn't like the stroll through the blight in the final episode. I didn't like how they amped up the power level of the one power uh, at the end of the season finale with all the uh, newbie channelers taking out an entire horde. Uh, 20,000 Trollocs. Yeah. He didn't like them using Nynaeve dying, and he put that in quotes, as a fake out. So that was kind of his feedback on that, and I, I mean, I was kind of giving my response to that as I was reading it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'd have to agree, especially with the power level. Like I know we talked about that, and I, I tried, I try, I've been trying to justify it. Like that's just who I am. I try to look for reasoning, and I try to play devil's advocate because I want to see things from other people's perspective and like try to understand. But this, yeah,
0: five against. 20,000.
1: 20, like, no.
0: Yeah, and so, like, <laughs> no. I was telling Mike before the show here that, like, we we read this, and I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. I'm in complete agreement with it. Uh, but, like, if the women had their own Sa Angriol, their own Angriol, or another place to, like, draw from other than the little trickle of the two women at Faldara, the little trickle from the main woman there that held the circle, um, Amalisa. And then the pools of Nynaeve and Egwene, well, in the books, we have Rand, who is stronger than both Nynaeve and Egwene, and as we know, a circle does not multiply your power, it just kind of amplifies it a little bit more, so it's not like Nynaeve times Egwene, or Nynaeve plus Egwene, or whatever. But, anyways, like, Rand had to use the Eye of the World pool of Sidene to defeat the Forsaken that he fought in the books there. So being Mm -hmm. able to have these people with no training really take out 20,000 Trollocs is a little crazy. But again, we've already established how we feel about Episode 8 there. But definitely in agreement with you there, Matt.
1: It it would be kind of neat if in Season 2 they show that maybe Moraine gave them an on I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they would either, but you know. Anyway, uh, so our last... Uh, response here was from chris allen and chris has responded a couple times so thank you chris i did tell you you had sent this a little bit ago and i told you hey we're gonna i'm gonna hold on to this and share it later on he did some positives and negatives for the last episode and he did some th- season thoughts i'm really just gonna hit the season thoughts because you got a lot in here bud uh so <laughs> season thoughts he is pretty good with most of what they did to bring the story to the tv series so far He thinks they did a much better job of building relationships than the books did initially, other than the thing with Perrin, Egwene, Layla. Another way to cause Perrin to shy from violence could have been used, and why did we even need to have the conflict of him having feelings for Egwene? Right. Seems like they wrapped that up quickly in episode 8, I hope anyway. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I think we both hope, all of us hope, uh, that that was quickly wrapped up as well. Uh, not a big fan of the exaggerated arm waving when using the one power but i like how they showed the channeling especially the corruption sliding over top of the male channeling although i don't think there was enough of an explanation for who can or cannot see the channeling i think that's true yeah and i think that's difficult too like there he is more here but i I think maybe it's better if we hit it like as as we go um i think that's a good point uh, and I think it's difficult, especially with the visual medium. Like, who can see it, who can't? It would be cool if you had, like, even just, like, maybe next season female eyes to eye walking around and then, like, some of the male power is, like, weaving in around them and they just, no idea. And then it's just, like, they're trapped in some way, shape, or form, you know? So it's it's almost looking like these tentacles and it's, like, right around them, about to wrap them up or something and they have no idea. And then it just grabs them. And then they're just, like, what? what's holding me? And they're trying to, like... I think then maybe that would help try to start to distinguish that. Especially when, you know, uh, oh gosh. Later on in the book series, if they ever get there and, <laughs> you know, how are they going to differentiate the two? Yeah. I think yeah. That, that is a good question to ask. But who knows? I still don't think it makes sense that the girls might have been the dragon reborn. <laughs> that it could be a female just doesn't fit in the lore of this world. I'm not going to get into all the woke complaints I've heard, but like I mentioned earlier, making the audience think it could be one of the strong female characters for whatever reason they did this, and then just returning to the trope of it being the one generic white guy, <laughs> could be a bigger disappointment than it, if from the start, saying that the lore that the dragon were born was a man, and that is why we'll be he'll be reborn as a man, and that's really scary because the male half of the power, and power is corrupted. Agreed. I, <laughs> Agreed yeah, 100%. I'd agree with that, yeah. You're right, it, 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 like, oh, it could be a woman. And then, like, having, like, this.
0: The, and they didn't, I
1: feel they didn't flesh that out enough either.
0: It was kind of dropped no. casually. And I feel like, again, yeah. it was just done pointlessly. They shouldn't have said that. They should have just made it it's true to the book lore because they ended up sticking with Rand as a Dragon Reborn. And if, if they were going to do that the entire time, which they always were, why go through all the pains of doing this when you already see how strong these women are? They don't need to and be it, possible dragons. Yeah, and but and the thing is, too, is they never went over, like,
1: the ramifications if it is a woman. Right. Like, if we had been, if Suwan had said some things to them because she believed that one of them was the dragon reborn, Egwene, uh, Egwene and Nynaeve, when she met with them. Like, that could have been a really interesting conversation that fleshed that out even more, like, if one of you comes into, like whichever one of you is the dragon and you'll know you may know where you may not like however you know how that conversation went like this is what you're going to need to do when you get to the eye of the world and then all of a sudden you know flash forward to that conversation between Rand and um, Maureen where he's like oh that's why you had a Gwengo because you thought she was the dragon so did I like okay and now you're starting to see like you 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 really are able to piece it together and like oh well they weren't expecting him to be, or they didn't want him to be, was the right. thing, you know. And maybe that was part of the conversation too. Like one of maybe Egwene or Nynaeve would be like, "Well, what if we're not?" And then uh, maybe the Amarlin's like, "We're hoping for the best and we're preparing for the worst type of situation. Like we're hoping it's one of you because then you're not going to go mad or and like you can us save the, the madness. world, yeah, yeah." But really built that up and made it interesting, and they just didn't. And I know they, you know, time and all this, yada, yada, yada. But we, at some point, if you're going to, if you
0: are going to do it, do it right. Exactly. And that's my biggest thing is like you just said, timing can be used as an excuse for anything you want. But at mm-hmm. the same time, if you don't have enough time, then don't make the show. So we got to yeah. get quality here. So that's at least what I'm hoping for in season two. But moving on to the next part of his question. Uh, yeah, or are sorry. We good?
1: He's, got, he's got four more, but the last two are pretty quick. Because of the whole who is the dragon mystery, I think we lost a lot of background setup, which yep. is kind of what we were just talking about. They could have made things much less confusing for non-book readers. I do have to admit, though, the episode 7 payoff worked for me. Yeah. It was, like we said, it was a good reveal. Yeah. Like, honestly, the flashback through all that was really great. Yeah, that was all one right. of the Amazon- better parts. <laughs> yeah. Amazon really needed to give Roth the extra two episodes he wanted. Agreed. Should Obviously, have. Obviously, yep. that probably would have helped. And hopefully next season we get 10, even though a lot of people are saying, oh, it's eight episodes again because they're just going off of what this season was. There was just not enough time to build a world and cover this much of the story in eight hours. Even another 30 minutes in the finale would have really helped. Would have been I'd great. That. Or as much as I liked episode four, five, and six had great tower politics introduced, I feel like more of that time would have better served the main cast in the first season. Yeah, that was Dylan's point when we were doing the episode... <laughs> rankings. Right. I mean, I loved I loved it because it again helped build the world, but you're right. When we think about this or that, it probably would have been better to do that. All right, his last two points. Speaking of, this cast is killing it. 100% agree. Yeah, like it so far. And Moraine is not stilled 100%. Oh,
0: yes. We are we're yeah. all in agreement now about Moraine not being shielded. stilled. She's yeah, and shielded, shielded, shielded and tied, and tied off. off. Yeah.
1: And, so, and I think it's really interesting that they talked about how she's going to... Oh, I'll save that for the season. Yeah, we'll save that for season two part. Out. All right. Uh, and then he just said, Happy New Year's to us. And very Happy much New Year's enjoyed, to all you guys. Yeah. He's very much enjoyed sharing, this, um, sharing his thoughts with us and listening to our podcast and to keep it up. Thank you so much, Chris Allen. So uh, we look forward to hearing more from you later on. All right. Now, jumping in. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that took a bit of time there, but... Season 2 release date, and some conflicting news here. All right. Uh, so, I mean, you you know that Wheel of Time came out this year in November. So, I mean, logically, you're like, oh, it's coming out next year in November, right? Maybe <sighs> not. Yeah. So, we have uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, which we're both also really excited for. Big, uh, big Tolkien nerds here. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> enough to get tattoos of it on our bodies <laughs> yes enough to get tattoos of it on our bodies and i don't have a real time tattoo yet yes <laughs> <laughs> um but lord of the rings will be coming out um on amazon prime at on in september 2022 so september this year so that's really exciting but if we think that lord of the rings has an eight to ten episode season because it has a bigger budget than the Wheel of Time does. So yeah, but I agree. Very well. Eight to
0: ten episodes is what I would expect. I wouldn't expect it to be longer than that.
1: Yeah, and even if they really dropped the first three like they did with Wheel of Time. Yeah. Uh, even if they started at the beginning of September, you got to think, like, three, four
0: weeks. Well, it, it, it'd it end in October, right? Well, end in October or early November. But then are they really going to jump straight from the end of of lord of the rings into season two wheel of time or are they going to want some time to let it breathe a little bit and let people catch up on it if they don't watch it right when it comes out yeah but what that means is that is talking about a potential pushback for the release of wheel of time season two which unfortunately right now is looking like it will either be like december 2022 or possibly even early 2023 There's been no firm commitment to when this will actually come out. And the feedback from the Amazon executives when they've been asked about when is Season 2 coming out, it's been, oh, it'll come out when it comes out so far. But that they want to give Lord of the Rings its own time. Because this is obviously the one that they invested even more money into. Mm. Which, I
1: mean, rightfully so, Lord of the Rings is much more recognized. Like, it has a recognizable name. And, like, the movies have set up so millions of people know what it is. Whereas Real Time, while there's millions of book readers, you know, it didn't have, like, a huge movie release and, like, been part of right. pop culture before. Like, it, it's it's not it's not as popular. It's, I mean, we'll just be honest with that.
0: But something to also bring up around Lord of the Rings, the series for Amazon mm-hmm. here, is that I think that they're going to be doing the second age for this one here. Like, they're not going to be doing the journey of Frodo, the journey of Aragorn, yeah. and... All of them it's already, been, it's already been done. Right, that's already been done multiple times. But this is going to be a part of Lord of the Rings lore that's only ever really been explored in Silmarillion and Lost oh, Tales. Such a
1: good book. So I'm yeah.
0: really excited to see what they do with this because the world Me is too. so wide open and it's never been attempted before. So pretty excited about it. I'm just hoping that we don't have uh, as big of a letdown for that.
1: Yeah, well, depending, if they if they push back real time, maybe we'll end up doing some of the Lord of the Rings LOTR stuff here. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see how we we'll feel about no that. We'll see. No commitment I yet. I do have the quote, though. Um, so TV Line, this was an interview with TV Line back in December, uh, and they said that they had an opportunity to run, like, back-to-back next year with Lord of the Rings prequel cool series, and um, who I forgot who they were interviewing. I saw it and just lost it, but I want to stay here. He said we're going to be very thoughtful about how we release these shows in our minds they're very different shows but we are cognizant of our genre fans and we're excited about the collection of content we have those two along with the expanse and the boys carnival row is coming back and we have a fantastic show with the westworld creators that's going to be cool Mm -hmm. and so they have a lot going on and so they're going to want to make sure that they don't stack these right on top of each other and kill like dylan was saying kill the Wheel of Time's second season by putting it right after Lord of the Rings, so I can ex- I I'd, I'd expect that they honestly move this probably into like maybe like February and have it in like a different slot during the year almost.
0: I would think that's probably a smart thing um, because, like you said, they have all those other shows as well, and they want to make sure that all of those shows, even if they're different genres, that they're bigger flagship shows like The Boys, especially which will be coming mm-hmm. out soon, which I'm excited about too, but. Um, they want to make sure all of them have their own time to breathe. They want to make sure they aren't cannibalizing themselves by putting all of their great content too close together.
1: Yeah. And so that's really important as we go forward. So something to keep in mind. Uh, but let's get to the kind of the more meat of here. We're gonna talk about the season two cast, the people we know so far, and some recurring cast members, which a little spoilerish, I guess, with at least one person. But I don't think it's that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're just <laughs> announcing it. It's already out there for the rest of the world to see anyway. So we're yeah. just going to talk about it. So, Mike, why don't you hit us up with our series regulars first?
1: Yes. So, obviously, Roseman Pike as Moraine is coming back. Daniel Henney as Lan. Uh, Joshua Stradowski as, Ran, uh, as Lan. And then Joshua Stradowski is Rand. Lan on Rand. Uh, Madeline Madden as Egwene. Marcus Rutherford as Perrin. And Zoe Robbins as Nynaeve will all be returning. And I'm glad Dylan gave me this job to mispronounce all of your names.
0: That's why I did uh, it, man. That's why I did it.
1: <laughs> out of love. <laughs> uh, so Sophie Oconito as Swan. Kate Fleetwood as Leandrin. Kay Alexander as Min will likely appear. Uh, I mean, I think we can just say they will. I'm pretty sure she'll appear. return, yeah. And then here are some of our... Uh, oh, I'll get to the other ones that were just announced too that are coming back. So, we also have Guy Roberts coming back and he played Uno. Ooh. So,
0: no. Slight
1: spoiler. <laughs> Ooh, no. So, slight spoiler there that he will be back even though at the very end of season eight we.
0: It looked like he him died. And him
1: and Loyal were dead.
0: I guess not. <laughs> but also, so, is this going to be confirming that? Loyal's coming back as well. I know that Rafi said Loyal's it coming. Said but... Yeah, he's coming back. Yeah. I mean, come
1: on now. That would be just to introduce him to kill him off after he did nothing. Ugh. Oh, gosh. No,
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no. Loy- So Uno's not dead. Uno will be back, and so that's kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and so we got some new cast members. So I'm going to go over the ones that we learned about earlier, and we did an episode on earlier in our... Uh, Podcast season?
0: Yeah, I guess our podcast
1: run, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So you have coming in. Oh, let me backtrack real quick here. (laughs) Obviously, there is a big new face um, and someone not returning. We're going to be getting Barney Harris, who will not be returning for the second season. And so who are they bringing in? Donald Finn. Uh, and so, Donald Finn will be playing Matt. And so, that'll be an interesting transition. Donald Finn is coming from The Witcher. So, we'll see how he does. I mean, The Witcher's good. So, it's yeah. not to love, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and some new cast members here. We got Sierra Con- uh, Covenay, who's going to be Elaine Tricand. Excited to and see that. I'm really- yeah, I'm excited to see that. And I know some people are really upset because, you know, she wasn't introduced in Season 1. But... Hopefully with her introduction, hopefully that saves her some. <laughs> yeah. Um being introduced in season two when they have more time and hopefully a little more money there to flesh out more things. We also have Natasha O'Keefe and Mira Sial, and they're undisclosed characters. And we're speculating on two possibilities, right? So we're thinking that one of them, I think it's Mira, is going to be Varen. That's the guy. Yeah. Yep. And Natasha O'Keefe, we're kind of conflicted on. We're either
0: thinking Lanfear or Elida. And, yes, I was going to say something else, but I don't want to be spoilery, so I'm going to not. (laughs) Okay, and you know what? I kind of, I'm thinking more not Lanfear. I'm thinking, what if it's Celine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that there'd be another possibility if it's Celine. But what else do we got, Mike? So our next
1: uh our next actors here that were cast, we have Arna Oh my goodness. Arnas, <laughs> uh Federavicious, oh gosh. And Greg Chill <laughs> Chilling Oh my i I'm sorry guys. Listen, Arnas and Greg, you guys are wonderful people. I'm sorry. I, if you tell me your names, I will learn to pronounce them. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Arnas is going to be Masima, okay, a quiet and intense warrior who served Lord Agamar. Ooh. And uh, Greg is portraying Inktar Shinoa, a lord and soldier from war-ravaged lands. So they didn't specify that he was from Valdara <laughs> no. either. Okay, wonderful. Correct. Which they shouldn't. And I'm wondering how they're going to say Masima survived. Right. Considering yeah. all the men
0: went and got slaughtered. I don't know, maybe they'll say he was like a messenger that Agamemnon sent out because like oh, he did like God. mention, "Oh, you know like put these in the ravens or whatever." And so maybe they did the whole thing where they send the bird, but then they also send one messenger riding on a horse to go and deliver.
1: That's fair, yeah. So that's going to be our cast members we know so far. Uh, I mean, we could get, we definitely could get more information later on, and I mean, they're in. They're right now. They're they're shooting right now. Yeah, yeah. So very very likely that we already have more. They have more information, obviously, because they know. But. Still exciting that we're getting Lording, Tart, and Messima, and honestly, I'm glad that they didn't kill off Uno, though. We have already talked about how silly (laughs) that whole scene was in Season 8, even though it was cool with the fades, but yeah. All right, I think that's all the casting news we have, and right now,
0: that's all the information we have on Season 2, so... Yeah, what we'll do is, like Mike said at the start of the episode, next week we're going to be putting out a much more entertaining episode. We're, we're <laughs> super excited about this one. Yes. It's going to be us talking theories and spoilers. Oh. Um. So cover your ears, don't share with your non-book reading <laughs> friends, or share with it and rock their worlds. Because we're going to talk about so much crazy stuff next week so that I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I, I don't know if we'll start with your, y'all's predictions or if we'll end with them. but They'll be we'll in get, there. Yes, they will be in there. As Everyones we get, we'll share them. Yes, so As long as there's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing,
0: <laughs> nothing too <laughs> uh, inappropriate. <laughs> but that's also a reminder that if you do have any theories or any comments about the show, again, just hit us up on the socials at WOT Rewind. Send us an email. Wheel of Time Rewind at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll see you at the next turning of the wheel. Goodbye.
1: Bye.